<laughs> what the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the fuckery with Leslie Jones and Lenny Marcus. I'm Lenny Marcus. And I'm Leslie Jones. And this is the podcast where the mission is to keep it 100 at all times. We talk about the fuckery going on in the world and in our lives, all while having a whole lot of fun doing it. In the studio today, we have an amazing comedian, Roy Wood Jr. And of course, yes. the fuckery of the week. But first, Leslie, special edition Valentine's Day. What the fuck is up? You'll be finding us... In Richmond, Virginia, Atlantic City, Royal Oak, Michigan, Cleveland, Ohio. We're spreading the love. Here we come, Leslie. Tell those people why they should be coming to our show. Oh, definitely be coming to the show so y'all can laugh y'all ass off because I am on fire. She is on fire. I have lost lost every bit of my motherfucking mind, and y'all need to come pay to see that shit. (laughs) Y'all need to come and see that shit. The hour is coming around, and it is very, very funny. It should be a very funny night. It's so freaking stupid. Yeah, it's getting good. Well, today, Mm -hmm. Leslie, is our special Valentine's Day show. It's all about love. Any romance... let me tell you something. Yeah. Women like me already turn Valentine's Day into a conspiracy. <laughs> it is just a man to make motherfuckers feel bad about their fucking situation. So we'll go out and get into a bad relationship and then have somebody buy us a bullshit-ass Zales fucking diamond ring. It's all a conspiracy. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck Valentine's Day. I would have bet my Latin... Judith, did I not say that earlier today that... I was gonna. Leslie will hate Valentine's Day. Yeah, you call it. I fucking hate Valentine's Day. I hate it so much that it does. It's not even a real holiday. It's not. It, where did it come from? What is it? What is it from? It's. It. What well, didn't people get killed on this day? Like, wasn't it like some priest came through a town and like killed everybody in the town? Type. It was. That's. That's. It's really from evil. So anybody who celebrates is is evil. So. <laughs> So I'm guessing here's my question on the piece of paper. Any romantic God, stuff I'll planned? On, I, I swear to God. See, and I, I knew, and I knew, and I knew you was gonna do that because you knew you know what plans I'm gonna have. You fucking bitch. I'm go, what I'm gonna be doing is I'm gonna be yeah. hitting all the right aids so I can get all the fucking cheap fucking Valentine's candy. This is what the fuck yep. I'm gonna be doing because this is when you can get them little heart, them little chalk hearts. Yeah, I love them. Gina I loves love those. Them. I'll get you some I of those. I fucking love those. I love those things. They, they so delicious, but fuck the rest of this shit. Who fuck is it. who is Russell Stover? <laughs> you know what I mean? That who, guy. Yeah, yeah. You never Russell hear it. Russell, Russell Stover sound like a little molesting ass. <laughs> I, I would, I would fuck up his little box of candy though, because I love them. That's my favorite thing is box candies. That is my favorite. Really? Aren't they terrible? Oh, I thought they're terrible. No. No? Lenny, they, oh my God, my mom used yeah. to go get those. Really? And not the the Russell one. She would get the other one. It was like the old timey one. I can't, I don't know what the name of it is, but it's it's like she would get that box. And I'm telling you, we have so many of those boxes around the house <laughs> because I she would eat half of it and then give me the other half. Because it was just like so many, and I love those box candies ever since. Because like you get the cherry in there. Oh, I gross! I, like, I hate those. Ugh, oh, you gotta god, look at the chart. Favorite, really? Though, oh my god, that is my favorite one. And matter of fact, ninety nine cent store got the cho- the chocolate cherries, the one with the white stuff in yeah. it. Yeah, that's those are the ones I fucks with oh, right wow. there. You put them in the refrigerator, son. <laughs> that was my shit, son. Yo, anything with strawberry or raspberry in it, I fucking love. I like literally people be asking me, I be like. 
like that's I wish they would I don't want to tell them the shit that I like because they'll be like you are trash you are fucking who is so you're the one buying this stuff I see this so much on the walls of everywhere it's me and every 75 year old white woman (laughs) from Florida That's true. That's true. You go to the house. You want to wrestle Stova? Exactly. Uh, that is hilarious. And I'll be like, yes, ma'am, I do. <laughs> Can I have the cherry, bitch? Oh, my God. I mean, the walls are packed. And then two days later, they're gone. But this, uh, amazing. Yep. It's, it's and especially the, that uh, Valentine's Day and Easter is the best time to get candy. Oh, yeah. Easter's good. Oh, yeah. What Do you have any, oh, do you, did you ever get any, have any great Valentine's Day? I can't remember any great one. For sure. Yo, Lenny, Lenny, Rich's birthday was on Valentine's Day, and and also my dad, oh my, my dad's birthday was on Valentine's what? Day. What? So 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 Valentine's Day was always one of them mixed things because it was always yeah. like I had to celebrate somebody's birthday instead of Valentine's Day. Right. So like, and Richard Richard didn't really like believe in like celebrating birthdays and shit, and he didn't really like get into the Valentine's Day shit. So it was just always. A tug of war. I always hated this Holloway. <laughs> and then no, and let me tell you, my hate goes further because back in high and high school and in grade school, yeah. they made a big deal about Valentine's yeah. Day. Oh yeah, like you you could buy those grams. I used to buy grams for guys I would like, and I know they ain't like me. But I was sending them a gram so they can look like they got a gram. So somebody named, and this nigga's name was literally Larry Grandison. <laughs> His name was Larry Grandison. Larry Grandison, if you're out there listening to this podcast, you motherfucker. <laughs> I bought you a gram and six other bitches bought you one too. So you thought you was the shit, didn't you, Larry? <laughs> what grade is this? <laughs> I, oh, man, I want to say like seventh or eighth oh grade. Oh, my God. Like Who so remembers the that? Hatred. Oh, me, <laughs> motherfucker, a hard eight fucking keeping bitch. Me. Larry sitting in his house. Nobody buys me anything. You missed out, well, Larry. Fuck Larry. <laughs> fuck you, Larry. I, you can have a Benz right now, Larry. Fuck me. <laughs> oh, man. No, I got my fortune told last night, though. You did? Was there anything romantic yeah, I in was it? So- Man, listen, the dude that wants to come wants to come, but I keep rejecting the, the force of it coming because, you know, I always do this thing. Yeah. Like, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to find somebody. But then I'll be like, nah, I don't want nobody. Then I'll be like, don't nobody want me. You know, it's just like a, a fucking cycle of fucking terrible rejection and horrifying enthusiastic. It's just stupid, <laughs> just dumb shit. So let so, him come is the... Yeah. Yeah. And well, the, what my cards told me was that you need to just be having fun, which you're already doing. Like you're re- like yeah. I didn't notice that I've literally actually been having a lot of fun. You lately. have been like, lately. I, yes. I have been laughing a lot. Yep. I have been going out. I've yep. been, and that's what the cards was like. Yo, get outside. It's time to get outside. Get outside. <clears throat> and I'm like, let's go. Like I got my car. I got my motherfucking. Like I. T- you know what? I'm like this is what's tripping me out. Like I think now I didn't realize that I'm famous. It's fucking hysterical. We do this all the it's time. His, it's hysterical. When do you not know because, this? Because when people recognize me, I go, how does this motherfucker, how, who is this you're guy? You're a six is foot, a fan of mine? You're a unicorn. You stick out in a room. It's of, hilarious. Yeah. It's just hilarious. When people come, it'd be the strangest people, and you'd be like, oh, you're a fan? Wow. I didn't <laughs> think you would like me. You know what I'm saying? And it's fucking cool. It's like, damn, I'm bringing all kinds. You know what I'm saying? So, who doesn't like you? Unless there's maybe two producers at SNL. Man, let me tell you, there's a gang of motherfuckers <laughs> that don't like me. Trust me. I can give you a list in of them. 
in general population. Sure. Yeah, that happens. In the general population, they don't know me well enough to right. hate me yet. All right, well, that's fair <laughs> enough. Come on. All right, so the, other than that, well, did, fuck nobody Valentine's wait, Day. Wait, you nobody walked in with a bouquet, of huge flowers, and chocolates or whatever. Lenny. No, no, oh, Lenny, so no. And you wait know a what? minute. One Valentine's Day, I think I bought myself flowers. Um, Just because I was on that, oh, buy yourself flowers shit. It was the most horrible thing I've ever done to myself. Because <laughs> well, I knew those flowers was coming from me and everybody else thought they was from somebody uh, else. And I, couldn't, and I couldn't stand on my stand and go, no, I bought these flowers for myself because then I would have looked like a dumb <laughs> fucking desperate bitch. So I lied and I said it was a guy who likes me. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was the most horrible. But wait, day who was the last person to buy you flowers? No one. No because I bullshit. I know deeply, who was. I express deeply that I. Oh no! Somebody Adam bought Driver you. Did. Somebody got you Adam flowers. Yeah. Right. Right. Adam Driver did. But see, Adam Driver don't know that I will pal drive your motherfucking thighs. <laughs> Fuck a Valentine's Why Day. Why would he send you flowers? I don't need it. He sent me, he, he was just because you remember we asked him to be a guest and I think Adam is just very polite. Oh. And he's, you know, he sent over flowers and he was just like, I hope you do it. What? I'm really rooting for you. And I was like, I'm really rooting for you. Why don't you, you send too. him a gram? Like, I'm talking about like voodoo, like voodoo rooting, <laughs> trying to get you to fucking come through, son. Send him a gram. What's send him a gram? He'd be like, Leslie Jones, please don't do that ever again. <laughs> you Jesus, see, I send am you so flowers. You just send him a gram, like, a, like, I don't know, maybe a tap dancing gram. I got your flowers. It was okay. First of all, why? When you think about black people, you got to think about tap dancing. First of all, let's, let's saying, explore. No, that one of those singing telegrams. What? He was trying to How did that go to racist? It's, it's tap dancing. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Valentine's no, Day, fuck, and you're my no. pick. Do you want to give me some dick? <laughs> <laughs> what? And then you get your answer from a singing telegram person <laughs> ah, it's about the time day not trying to be pushy please come in and eat this pussy <laughs> uh, i think leslie's available for singing telegrams that's gonna cost you that's like only fans but sing could you imagine you oh come to people's God. doors and sing that little jingle that? <laughs> oh, that would be amazing all right girls judith uh um, abby dan stepped out for a minute with roy tell me ooh. what um what any Valentine's Day plans this year? We're taking the week off. So what do you guys got planned? Yeah, for me, um, my boyfriend is an Eagles fan. So oh. we're not gonna do anything on Valentine's Day because he's going back to Philly oh, to celebrate nice. with Yeah. But we the the week after we're just going out to dinner. I'm keeping it I see. So if they win the Super Bowl. So if they win the Super Bowl, he's gonna be so happy and you're gonna be really Ooh, happy. You gonna get that, you gonna get that Super Bowl Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I told him I hate the Eagles, so oh. I tell him every time. Don't say that. Don't say do that. Before y'all have to fuck now. Yeah, I don't do. say that. You can say no. it on the fifteenth. But say it yeah. on the fifteenth. <laughs> if they I'll, lose, I'll wait, I'll wait. if they lose, yeah. then you can be like, oh, boob. Yeah, oh, <laughs> baby, you know that they suck. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, funny. All right, what Ab about you? What Abby? about you, Abby? Um, we're also doing something the following weekend because he works late Tuesday. Aww. <laughs> See, that's why you show up to his job though. In, like, but what do you? Coat. 
What do you guys? Oh, yeah, oh I like that. Yeah. Show up in a trench coat and be like, come out to this car, son, and celebrate real quick for 15 minutes. <laughs> I was Classy. awful. If I, had a boy, if I had a man, I would be such a slut. I would be a whore. That, other men would be like, hey, man, you, you know your wife is kind of a whore, right? And you'd be like, yeah, I fucking love it. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Um, all right, I got for you guys a little Valentine's Day fun facts, and we'll see where Leslie weighs in on this. Oh, I'm just gonna, right. you just, this is no, it's Here not a quiz. Go. I'm just gonna give you some fun facts. Fights. And fights. you guys weigh in as well. Okay, statistically, a woman who purchases val- flowers on Valentine's Day is most likely buying them for question mark for what do you think? Herself, her mother, significant other, daughter, friend. Who's she buying wait, it for? Wait a minute. Say it again. You said what's Statistically, the a woman who purchases uh-huh. flowers on Valentine's flowers. Day is okay. most likely buying them for... Well, just like I told you the sad story, probably themselves or it or they mama or something like that. But I, you remember I told you I had to yeah. tell my aunt to stop sending me shit on Valentine's Day because it was creepy that my aunt was sending me shit. Like, <laughs> like we're not like, what the fuck? This is not romantic, auntie. You know? What do you think? But uh, I think for yourself. Yep. Yeah. I think for mom or friends. Mom or friend? Yeah, mom. Mom. All right, here you go. Herself, 27%. Leslie nailed it. Mm-hmm. Mother, 23%. So sad. Significant sad. other, 18%. Daughter, 8%. Friend, 7%. But yeah, if a woman's mm-hmm. buying flowers on Valentine's Day, it's buying sad. for herself. See, I told you. I told you it's fucking sad. It's fucking sad. I told you the, the state of the world. All right, Dan. What happened to me? Dan's on the mic too. Now, okay, so, okay, how about this one? How many Valentine's cards are sent each year? What do you think? Like 500,000, a million, 50 million, billion? Give me a number that you think. How many cards around the world are sent? I'm going to lowball it. 50,000. Okay. Really? That's it? I'm going to say 750,000. Judith? I'm going to go in between at 600,000. I just don't trust people are sending mail anymore. Right, That's right. the only thing. Abby? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll I'll also say five hundred thousand. The okay. Greeting Card Association estimates that approximately one billion Valentine's Day cards are sent worldwide wow. each year. What? Making Valentine's what? Day the second largest card selling holiday of the Fuck year behind Christmas. See, we need to we need to revolt. Like you could spend a billion dollars on some Christmas card, but y'all can't get y'all bitch ass up. And fucking fu- get the fuck out of here! You mean you can mail a card, but you can't go mail your fucking ballot? Uh, that's fuck hilarious. Off, you motherfucker. That's true. Wait a minute, Colin's in here. Colin, what you doing on Valentine's Day? Colin is the big boss of the network. Not booked anything yet, but I have bought the card in advance, so I feel like very nice. Well prepared. Flowers, you chocolate, card. Yeah, does she like flowers, chocolate? What she like? She, she likes flowers. Oh, she likes flowers. flowers Get her some nice, sexy flowers. That's going to make her feel sexy. <laughs> what's, what's, what's the sexiest yeah. flower? I don't know, some like white orchids or something, or something with red in it. I don't know. <laughs> so some red roses. And then just like show up naked with the card and the roses, and that'll be it. And be like, you're my Valentine's. Let's do this. She might kick you out at first. At <laughs> first. <laughs> just persist. All right. right. Who, who do you think gets the most Valentine's Day cards? Of men, women, doctors, lawyers. Why would you say doctors? I'm just saying. Why would that just... Who do you think gets the most Valentine's Day cards? You just say should say men or women. No, no, that's not true, though. It has to be... It just has to be... Occupations? Yes, any occupation, men, women, occupations, anything. 
See, you said doctors for a reason, so I'm. I'm just giving you that. There are occupations. Nope, nope. I feel like you gave me the answer. You piece of shit. You don't know how to do a trivia. Okay, you'll see. Go ahead. You saying doctors, Dan? No, I'm gonna say teachers. I'm gonna say teachers get the most. What what about religious figures? People are writing Valentine's Day cards to religious figures, like dear Jesus, nun. Priest, rabbi. Oh, oh my God, God. That's, that's creepy. That's, that's perfect disgusting. for Dan that's, to say. That's that's literally. <laughs> you know what, Dan? I'm, we need to check your search history, motherfucker. Go ahead, you. <laughs> I was gonna say teachers too. I would say second, maybe nurses, but I'll say teachers. Really, nurses? Abby. Hmm. Nurses maybe the mailman. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, Teachers man. receive the most Valentine's Day cards. Of the kids. Yeah. Followed of the kids. by children, no mothers, wives, sweethearts, and believe it or not, pets. Pets. <laughs> Yo, and I believe that shit. Do you know that there's a fucking documentary on Netflix about a pet that's got like an inheritance? Like, do you know how <laughs> yeah, angry so... I am about that shit? Do you know how many homeless people on the yep. street and this goddamn so dog sad. eating sirloin? <laughs> Fuck all this shit, man. This why I don't, this, that's why I don't really fuck with pets like that. That's why because they're arrogant, you know. Or the audacity of it, you know. Okay, what's the next question? All right. What percentage of roses purchased on Valentine's Day are red? Ooh. Just get, Ooh. Get, get, I'm gonna say ninety eight percent. All right, Dan. Seventy five percent. Judith. Yeah, I'm gonna go with ninety percent. I'll say eighty five. Okay, according to the Ipsos Insight for American Floral Endowments Consumer Tracking Study of roses purchased on Valentine's Day, 69% are red, 6% pink, 6% peach salmon, 5% yellow, 4% white, 7% mixed, 4% other. Not okay, bad. first of all, let's give it up to the nerd who came up with that fucking shit. <laughs> nerd, you a fucking nerd. 69%. You're close. 69 and 69, which Perfect. is the symbol of Valentine's Day. Yeah, makes sense. In addition to being the unofficial patron saint of love, what occupation is St. Valentine also believed to be the patron of? Of death, right? Didn't he kill a gang of people or something like that? (laughs) I'll give you a choice. You want multiple choice? Beekeepers, brewers, exorcists, or alcohol? Exorcists. Judith? I go with exorcists, too. Dan? Alcohol. Abby? Mm, Yeah. I just probably I'll say on. exorcist. Besides his patronage of couples, love, and happy marriages, St. Valentine is also charged with ensuring the sweetness of honey and the protection of beekeepers. Interesting. Is that right? That's yeah, because right. see, you see how dark me and Judith and, yeah. and Abby was like, yeah, that motherfucker's a, yes, it's a fucking exorcist, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> saint, you know I mean, saint, and you know, all the cactus always, uh, the Catholics always had that yeah. scary ass movies and shit. Yeah. <laughs> what animal will the Bronx Zoo let you name after your lover on Valentine's Day? Ew. Cockroach, rabbit, butterfly, or a dove? Rabbit. I'm going to say rabbit. I'm going to say rabbit. Because there's gotta so be many rabbits. Butterfly. Judith, but oh, that would be. I'm nice. gonna go with dove. Ooh, that's an that's Abby. Nice. Um, I agree, butterfly. I actually looked this one up, and it's true. The Bronx Zoo will email you a certificate proving that you named a cockroach after your lover <laughs> with its yep. name, a roach yep. program, yep. because yep. nothing sends See, endless that. love. I thought that like a cockroach. You know what? I thought that, but I was like, that's just so mean. If somebody named a cockroach after me, I'm breaking up with you. Like, what the fuck is you trying to do? What is your end game? What is your fucking end game? I want to crawl all over you, Leslie. 
Yeah. Uh, get the spray. Right. <laughs> what percentage of women can't remember the last time someone sent them flowers? Ooh, 98.8%. Oof, that's a harsh one. Dan? 40%. Judith? Mm, I'd say 70%. Abby? Uh, 55. The Society of American Florists cite consumer research that shows 92% of women can remember the last close. time someone sent them flowers. While sadly, 8% that one. not. And Nev, I got that you one remember it. Close. Adam Driver sent you flowers. Well, All right. I, listen. I, you're a fucking asshole. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, you, you remember. got it. You, I remembered, and you remembered. I remembered after you remembered, though. <laughs> Who invented speed dating? A rabbi, a priest, a radio host, or a rapper? Or a fucking serial killer. <laughs> All right, or a serial killer. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say a priest. Sounds Jewish, uh, rabbi. Judith. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna say rabbi. Abby? I'd say radio host. Oh, radio host. Interesting. That's that's corporate. Um, at a matchmaking making event he organized in 1998, Rabbi Yaakov Deo uh, brought along a grogger, and they spin this the noisemaker every time he wanted people to get up and switch partners. Amazing. Okay. Two more. Huh, interesting. On, yep. On average, how much did people plan to spend on Valentine's Day for their loved ones in 2022? On average, you want to take a guess? Oh, maybe like fifty dollars, because wasn't that after the pandemic, people was on some fuck shit. No, this so is this past say, year, twenty twenty two. We're uh, out of the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's after that shit. Twenty five dollars. I'm gonna say twenty five to fifty dollars. One hundred fifty. Um, Judith. Two hundred. Okay, well, maybe. Abby? I'm so, I'm hopeless. Uh, 150 to 200. 150 to 200. Uh, Everybody but Leslie, pretty much. 175. The most generous person I've ever met went 50 bucks. Thank you. No, but I'm saying. His $50 in Russell stole the chocolate. Wait a minute. Were you saying how much I was spending? No, the average person. They all nailed it. How much people plan to spend? Okay, I'm no, then I still say about twenty five, fifty dollars. The pussy should be the shit. I mean, that's what you do all this shit for. All right, last one. How many people typically buy Valentine's for their cats and dogs? Five hundred thousand, oh, a million, two million, more than five million. If it's more than five people, then all of us are going to hell. Dan? Two and a half million. All right. Abby. Jesus Christ. A million. Judith. I think more than 5 million. People love their pets. Judith nailed it. About 17 million for dogs and 10 million for cats. Look at Leslie. That just makes me just, like, we gonna eat your animals. I'm just letting you know right now. When some shit go down, we're eating them motherfuckers. So go ahead and be nice to them. Go ahead and be nice to them. Treat them really nice. Feed them really well. Dan, flowers or chocolate if somebody had to give you one? Chocolate. Um, I'll take chocolate. I know Leslie loves chocolate. Judith, chocolate or flowers? I love chocolate, yes. Chocolate. And Abby? Chocolate as well. Whoa, yeah. chocolate all the way around. Yeah, I love baby. it. Love that chocolate. All right, that was delicious. I was going to go to the farmer's market before I got here, but I didn't have time because it's keen to stop by. But I was going to go to the farmer's market and get some chocolates. They got the best chocolates there. Mm. I, now you're making me hungry for chocolate. Oh, no. Luckily, I have you, Especially baby. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Uh, does it taste like chocolate coming back up? I don't know. We'll be right back with Roy Wood right after this. Yeah. Oh, girl. Welcome back to the show. Now it's time for Who the Fuck Is This? Who the fuck is this? (laughs) Where we welcome and interview our special (laughs) guests. And in the studio today in New York, we have an amazing comedian, producer, and podcast host on the show today. You've seen him on The Late Show with David Letterman, Last Comic Standing, Late Night with Seth Meyers, and so many more shows. He joined... Comedy Central's Emmy-nominated Daily Show in 2015. He currently hosts a podcast for The Daily Show called Beyond the Scenes. He has a one-hour comedy special called Imperfect Messenger. You can now see on Paramount+. Plus. Yes, you can. Yes, please welcome Roy Wood Jr. Who the fuck is this? What did you say, Leslie? (laughs) Who the fuck is this? That's that 90s R&B. I see see it every time. They don't get that. They don't get that. That's what that is. That 90s R&B. Crochet show. You guys should be best buds. Aren't you from the same hood? I mean, 90s, 90s R&B is just always some motherfucker asking a question in the middle of the bridge. Now, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, who are you fucking now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shit, man. It's good to see it y'all. Is. It's good to see y'all. Man, man, man we've yeah. been doing it a long time. Man, it's so... Okay, first, I, it's so funny because I have been wanting to tell you this story. Every time I see you, I want to bring this up, but okay, I just okay. never... I always never remember okay i can't remember exactly what this situation was but a whole bunch of comics was down here to do kevin hart's show it was in some kind of weird thing and then you remember they had the extras as the audience T's comic view season eight wow 2010 is that, that it's, it's, is that what that was? It was the return of Comic View after like a five or six year drought and Kevin Hart was the host and the taping was supposed to start at eight. It was a paid audience. The first comic didn't go on stage until midnight. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. bombed. Oh, my it, God. I, most it, most it was, everybody. It was, it was, it was, no, everybody, I, I don't remember no one not bombing. You can Google this. <laughs> They taped, I know for sure, 20 episodes, I think only four aired. Wow. Bomb. Yeah. Unsalvageable. You cannot laugh track. I mean, like, because they just sat this. there. They just sat there. It was a paid they, LA audience that was exhausted on top of it. LA audience and already, they were already And fickle. mad. And mad. And mad. Because they had been keeping them. And I was just like, and, and okay, do you Not remember? Not feeding it was them and shit. Kind of, yeah. It was some kind of bar that we was... Hanging out at upstairs, in the back. yes. Some kind. I don't know what the fuck it was, but I wasn't on. I wasn't on that show. I came to support Mike Britt. Yeah. Remember, New York I had, OG. And remember, yeah. I had right, and I had short hair. I was looking good that day. I had this little short dress on. I was looking really cute. <laughs> you remember we were sitting on the couch and f- <laughs> fucking R. bitch R. ass. All right, Pete. 
motherfucker rip our our no, these no, dick peas, motherfucker. I hope I hope you getting no, beat by fucking Satan right now, you fucking motherfucking piece dead. of shit. This motherfucker, fuck him in the asshole, goddamn it, cause fuck him, cause that motherfucker was awful. He, you remember he was staring at my titties, and then he said, "Oh, if you don't want nobody staring at your titties, why you got them out?" Like it was just like I was just like I'm gonna go the fuck away. But I remember Roy was sitting there and Roy, every word Roy just got more and more uncomfortable because he was like do I step in do I say do I <laughs> here's the thing it's like on some southern chivalry shit it's like this man is disrespecting the woman but then you're a comic and you're fucking you fucking Leslie like I, I'm, and I, I was tearing that motherfucker's ass up. I said, "Get your one arm ass the fuck away from me with that fuck shit." That's why I don't nobody fucking like you, you bitch ass motherfucker. I was going off and, and Roy was had like he, he had one Man, arm. chicken arm. He had a chicken arm. He had a chicken tasteful. arm. And it, it, I don't give a fuck if he even broke the dance on that motherfucker. He could never smell my pussy ever, ever, nigga. The length ever. of one arm was not equivalent to the. <laughs> and Leslie went straight for that. It was a that. chicken wing, chicken wing. You chicken wing arm ass nigga. Fuck you. I learned so much and, backstage at comic view <laughs> tapings. You you know you want to know some ignorant shit I learned backstage at the BET tapings. <laughs> Uh, Comic View 02, maybe 03, Club Comic View. J. Anthony Brown was the host that year. And I remember distinctly coming backstage, and this was like my first like major network thing. Because up until that point, all I'd done was Showtime at the Apollo, yeah. which, you know, the mm -hmm. Apollo... The green room, it's you and literally it, all yeah. of the amateurs. Every, every for four shows, body. Wow. Four shows crazy. worth of contestants. It's crazy. All in just it's one big-ass church fellowship hall looking ass. Yeah, God. it's crazy. Comic View, you had a little tape. You had a little cut. You didn't have your right. own green room, but you had a little spot. And I remember coming around the corner, and I'm not going to name names. I'll tell you off air. But I remember coming around the corner and seeing a bunch of comedians pouring baby oil on their jewelry <laughs> and rubbing their jewelry with baby yep. oil. And yep. I know, what yep. the fuck are y'all doing? Yep. And they go, just, yep. just give it to shine on camera, motherfucker. This is how you make yep. it look money. Yeah. And they just had like $50 fucking bitch ass watches. <laughs> but when you put that Johnson & Johnson, that shit shines. It worked, Lenny. It I, did. I did it. It did. The most, the most ridiculous that, shit. I have no you idea. Ever, Lunel, Lunel does not remember borrowing. Lunel does not remember borrowing my bra and not giving it back. I was like, bitch, you know you borrowed my bra and didn't give it back, bitch. I know I know you kept my fucking bra. I don't know what the fuck you did. I know you know what the oh, fuck I'm talking about. Oh, Lord. Like, that, because the, the, the BET days was just like one of those days where you go, like, I feel like we was in Vietnam or some shit. Like, that was, was like... comedy college. Like, I saw... It was definitely many... a struggle. And L Lenny, you tell Lenny these stories, Lenny would never know this experience. Cats this, get on some black as, shit. as alternates. You could just show up. Like, comment view, like, the yeah. average television appearance, yeah. you send a tape, yep. a white person calls you and yep. goes, you have been chosen, yep. this is your day, come on this yep. day. Yep. BT, <laughs> they would choose people, but uh, then a mm -hmm. droves of other comics would just show up and sleep in the fucking lobby. It is a comic view party gras, 05, yep. two months before Katrina. They yep. fucking did the Cheryl Underwood hosted that year. And it would wow. be motherfuckers in the lobby waiting, <laughs> in, in the Orpheum lobby, <laughs> waiting to be chosen as an alternate in case somebody else just did not show. show. 
and that's how you and, get and on. a lot. And some and some of them got on. Shorty, shorty, fucking. I got number respect for shorty, shorty. Sh- what shorty, my name shorty, is? Shorty from Atlanta went out into the line and started roasting the people in line and roasting the audience coordinator to the point that a producer <laughs> came from the back and said, "You're on." Wow. Mm-hmm. Did it help you? Like in the long run, when you got on those shows, did it help you on the road or did it help you get booked? It just gave us a tape. That's what it did for me. It just gave me a tape yeah. to be able to send up on the road and say, yo, this is my tape. Well, I don't know. But, Liz, you came up. Were, were you still in Colorado or you you were on the coast? You were in L.A., right? No, I was like, I, was, I, I came from Colorado to L.A. and started in L.A. and then went to New York around 98. See, no, see, my first nine years was Where? the South. Yes, where? I was a Birmingham comic. Birmingham. And so I worked the road every Mm. week. You needed a TV credit to justify, well, I think you should, instead of paying me 50 a show, (laughs) I should get 75 a show. As you can see, I did comedy last year. Yeah, exactly. It's a credit. It's a credit. But see, I was always, see, I I got lucky because, of course, I was one of the funny females out there that could fucking just come and kill and you know, you use that, and then you also go, yeah, and you see me on BET. Like, I, I, I did, and, and then, too, at one point the first year that they did it, they actually had an award show where I got nominated for... Uh, uh, the Comedy uh, Awards, Fresh BET New, Comedy Awards. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, got nominated for, for a fresh new comic. So I ain't win, but I remember sitting in that audience... With see, his you dress also, on, I had this dress on, <laughs> and Pierre was doing some dumb shit. <laughs> you like, also Look at your though, legs. I see your legs. Comedy Central had kind of their answer. I won't say their answer, but Jamie Foxx had this Laughapalooza festival oh, yeah. that he did in Atlanta. Yeah, Laughapalooza. I did Laughapalooza so many. Yeah, times. and oh, you God, would be on so every year. They would take part of it and air it on the network. Yep. It was like you and Lavelle Crawford and Tony Roberts and just you know all the Bruce Bruce and all of them. <laughs> so it's like this, like. Oh damn! I want to try to get over to that. But for me, it wasn't. I did Comic View three years in a row, and it was all right. But it wasn't until I did Star Search in '03 mm. that that helped me expand into more white rooms and stuff. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know, and, and this is still coming out of Birmingham. Yeah, I'm working. How did you get out of there? It just, I just, I got into it with a booker who didn't want to promote me after I did Letterman, mm. and I was just like, ah, you're on that fuck shit. <laughs> Every year you say get another credit, and then I got the pinnacle credit, yeah. and you're still telling mm-hmm. me that I can't headline yep. and That's pick it. a double-A baseball city in the middle. Yeah. If I name mm-hmm. the city, motherfuckers will know. <laughs> but like, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, I'm just not going to work for you anymore. And that booker was 60% of my income every mm-hmm. year, that company. So I was like, well, if I'm going to be broke, well, fuck it. I may as well be broke somewhere where I can relevant where I can be relevant <laughs> yeah and started doing that's why I started getting into colleges because I lost all my club bread but where did you go where, did, where was the move to LA, LA. yeah okay. which was the wrong move mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know do you I that? always tell comics don't come to uh, don't come to LA unless you got some shit going on what should have been the move LA is not the place to New York yeah I mean I did Letterman I had a that year within a what 12 year? month stretch this is 06 yep I did Montreal and Rip. I did Letterman and Ripped, and then I did Def Jam. Wow. All within 12 months. So I was like, all right, well, I got it. And still couldn't headline the motherfucking. <laughs> so yeah. 
Yeah. I go, well, I'm going to go to L.A., but I had no television show idea. There was nothing in my act that you could yeah. just lift like Bernie Mac Milk and Cookies right. or Ray Romano and right. turn into a sitcom. Like, I wasn't structuring You're my still act 25 like at this point, right? Somewhere in there. When did you start? When you were 12? 19. Wow. 19. Mm-hmm. In 99. And just the idea of trying to, like... The problem that road comics have is that you're opening for motherfuckers who either don't know how to shape their dream or motherfuckers who gave up on their dream. Right. So right. you're just getting bad guidance. Right. You're learning. You're learning the craft, <laughs> but career art. That's the one thing I learned. You ain't not to none of that shit. Do is listen to them. None of them motherfuckers. <laughs> I would be opening up for some, and they would just be so bitter. And man, it's like, and you understand why they bitter? Because they have every reason to be. We done been through all. They, all some that of them shit, never made the got, jump, though. Some of them never tried. And, no, and, and listen, this is a dinosaur type of metaphor that I always tell motherfuckers. If you don't, t- and I tell people this all the time, if you don't evolve into change you will become a dinosaur and a lot of them were fucking great comics but they did not know how to extend into change a lot of them was like fuck you i'm famous i did this i did that i don't gotta do this and you got to do that because times change uh, things change a lot and and that's what happened to a lot of comics it's just you know because like when you started i had already been doing it like 10 years i had been i started in 87 yeah so you know i had already been in this game, listening to these and looking at these crazy folks and knowing, oh my God, just... But to me, they were headlining. So it's just like, yeah. teach me the ways. Yeah. And then you get older yeah. and you see them yeah. five years later and go, wow, you haven't changed a syllable of your act. You, you have, have a drinking it, uh, problem. Uh, oh my. You're bringing your child to the club. Yeah. Like, now that I'm and older... And you've been divorced twice. Nigga, I, I had to watch a headliner's daughter <laughs> backstage because he didn't want to lose weekend visitation. So he was bringing her to the comedy club. Oh, my God. Fucking eight-year-old. Just me and, yeah, watch my kid while I do my set. Don't tell yeah, his, man. don't tell her mom. Wow. Man, or, or how about, I used to hate going on the road with comics, and then I would meet their wives and, like, be, like, cool with their wives and then go on the road with them, and they got <laughs> bitches. <laughs> and you go, what the, like, and, and I'm a woman, like, and the woman be up in my face, and I'd just be, like, looking at them, like, yo, motherfucker, don't bring me around your wife when you fucking got bitches. Like, that's not cool. Like, and yeah. I never would say anything, but it was but just that's like, you carry man. you carry frat energy, though. You carry the type of energy. Oh, no, I was definitely frat energy. Oh, no, no, I can't. I definitely carry frat energy, but I definitely would be like when that shit would go wrong. I'd be like, nigga, that's because you fucking three bitches and you do you wonder why your wife is like over there. And like I would tell him straight up. Oh my yeah. God. I it's <laughs> I know so much. But I know so many bodies, Barry. The upside though is that when I got to the coast, unlike all of the comics that started in the bubble and never left their yep. region for years. Mm-hmm. I know every pothole that's out there now. Okay. So I'm already prepared to navigate the trap of free drinks or going out with the locals after the show. I know all of the fucking... You're also a worker, B. I mean, and within five years of L.A., you got on Sullivan and Son? Yeah, but that's, that's though... Wow. I don't. I don't Damn, count I that. Damn, I remember Sullivan and Son. I remember Sullivan and Son. I don't count Sullivan and Son because Steve Byrne fought for me. For that, so, which is that's, which that's is how it's done. which is, I'm grateful for yeah. that. But I moved to LA 07. I didn't book shit. I didn't book shit mm-hmm. till 2012, 
2013. So would you work there. the comedy store and stuff? And no, the store wouldn't pass me at the time. The book of there was on. That's not. Oh you my god. Know, okay, yeah. You know who I'm you talking went through, about? Yeah. Too. Oh my god. Come back another time. About, I ain't gonna say no <laughs> names. I ain't gonna say <laughs> oh, oh well, I'll say it because <laughs> like, listen, the way that I became a regular at, at the comedy stores, I went up to me and I strangled said, them. You're a, fuck, you're a fucking racist. No, you're a racist. And he was like, you know I'm not a racist. No, you're a fucking racist. I see some of the shit you say about black comics. I see when you fucking stand in the hallway and when black people come in, you send them to the black room. I see that shit. You're fucking racist. He was like, I'm not racist. I was like, well, if you're not racist, then put me up. Put me up. And if I do good, then it, it, then you got to fucking start booking me in that spot. Or if I do bad, you ain't got to say shit. And man, when I say he put me up after Chris D'Elia and I dusted that motherfucking room, <laughs> like I fucking was pulling hearts. I was pulling hearts and eating them raw in front of motherfuckers face like, bitch, don't ever. See? And he couldn't, you know, you had to be that way with me, though. Like it was like yeah, a politic type. <laughs> yeah, it was a politic thing. With that, because cause I, listen, this is how I tell the story of L.A. clubs. Comedy store, I have fucked the shit out of comedy store. I've, 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 I've fucked them in the parking lot. I've, I've fucked them in the ass. Some motherfuckers let me think. Them motherfuckers like me gangbang. I done did everything to the comedy store. Two, three plans, The fucking B-Bills, laugh factory. All that. Right, all analogy. that. The, the laugh factory, the laugh factory, the laugh factory. I've felt on the laugh factory's titty. She let me kiss her once. This bitch ain't never let me fuck her though. Mm-hmm. Fucking improv, that bitch don't even return my number. She don't even call me back. So it, it's that's that's how I used to grade the clubs now, in fucking LA. Me and the improv would fuck regularly, but not on weekends. Mm-hmm. The Laugh Factory would let me finger her. Mm-hmm. Comedy Store. It wasn't until I got the Daily Show. But I'll be to be fair to the Comedy Store. The new Booker came in. I think Adam was his name at the mm-hmm. time. Adam was a definitely definitely a de- big change. Adam that cleaned that shit up. He, he passed me. Immediately. He cleaned all that shit up. Passed man. me immediately. He cleaned all that. Shit. And so I'm grateful to him. But now it's like one of them, oh, you want to fuck me now, huh? Uh, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. But I got nothing but respect for the story. It's still an honor to be passed there. And when well, I go, they a, still this, put me up. They show respect. So it's cool. But I just never had that tenacity. I went where I was loved. Chris Spencer and David Arnold. Rest in peace to David Arnold. Mm-hmm. Those two gentlemen yeah. got me into the L.A. loop at the Laugh Factory. I had a decent manager who got me leverage at the Improv, and I knew enough. Most of the comics I knew from down south. And so during this time also, Lenny, I was doing morning radio. Yeah. So when I was doing mornings in Birmingham, I was building relationships with all of the L.A.-based comics. So right. when I moved to L.A., they would make a call for me. They Got would it. give me a vouch because I was nice to you when you was on my show. Right. So mm-hmm. th- those relationships I was able to leverage at the Improv and the Laugh Factory. And the rest of the time, I just got on the weird shows and Los Feliz, like backyard show. There was some show with mm-hmm. a fucking ostrich, a real life ostrich walking <laughs> around in the backyard. But isn't this basically everybody's story? Like in some ways, mm-hmm. it's not, you're not that unique. Like everybody's had this weird paths to getting into clubs and meeting people. And, and Yeah, I mean, but keep in mind, I moved to L.A. partly because a booker was on some fuck shit down south. So I moved to L.A. and there's another book on some fuck shit. shit. I'm not finna argue with Hey man, I'm gonna just go over here and get on stage, and I got college. So what? What do you attribute the success to other than relationships? You're pro- probably good at that because obviously you met Steve along the way, and he got you on that, and one thing leads to another. Steve Whether Byrne you fought for me on levels, motherfuckers will never understand to get me my first no, scripted show. And you were great. 
that Honestly, fucking got me yeah. everything else after that. Oh, Leslie fights for me like that. That's the reason why you see me floating around. He anyway. won't let you, Leslie, like, you ever have somebody in your career that helped you and you be trying to trying to figure out a way to fucking pay them back and the motherfucker won't let you? <laughs> yeah, I've been, try, I've been trying to, to, like, so been trying to pay her back. No, you're good, bro. You're good. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Chris is like that. Chris is like, like you would be like, nah, just I knew it, you know. Yeah, Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah. How do you yeah. how do you pay back Chris Rock? <laughs> how do you pay back Chris Rock? Only thing I do is just like if you need weed or something like that. You know, <laughs> you you know what I'm saying? Y'all watch his Netflix special. <laughs> I mean, I been, you know what I'm saying? I, be, up, I got his back like a motherfucker though. Like I I got much love for Chris because Chris was he didn't immediately put me on. He really made me work to put to be put on. He he and when I thought I was ready and thought I was ready. He was. He knew that I wasn't ready, so it's just like I got love for him. But I you got don't. Much love. For you him. don't know when this is gonna. You'll be able to pay him back. You just don't know when yet. Just that's, that's my advice. Okay, that's, that's that's what it is. It is. That's It'll it come. Is. It come come in some other weird form that's that you don't is. even know. It's a okay? short list of people in this know. industry that just have yep. a blank check if, with yep. me and Steve. Oh Burns, my God! You do, Oh Burns. my me God! Too. Everybody's got a short Roy, list. Seriously, seriously, I think that's with every great comic. Yeah. You know, I, I I feel like that about Keenan. So you do he Steve Burns great to you, and you do you know five years on that show, four or five years. Yeah, we and do. then yeah, that's that how the Daily Show sees you at that no, point. No, so Sullivan's son gets canceled. I'm adrift for a year. At this sure. point, I'm aging out of college, so I really don't have the college bread. So I'm doing a gang of shit on ESPN. Wait, so, wait, wait. What's when was the pilot with Whoopi? That was around that same time. Okay, go that on. was a, matter of fact. That was that was three months before I got Daily Show. Wow. I'll tell you the story about that because if that pilot goes, I don't go. I'm not on, on Daily, Daily Show. Show. That's what I was going to ask. But wait, go yeah. to ESPN, then go to there. So my degree is in broadcast journalism. Yep. I got a bunch of partners that I graduated with who work in ESPN in various production capacities. Again, relationships. And so just always been nice to people. There you That's go. all I've ever tried to be. Mm-hmm. And Sullivan and Son gets canceled. I'm back on the road, and I'm doing ESPN for free. One of my partners called me, hey, man, uh, I don't know if you know who Jamel Hill is, but her and Mike Smith got this 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. This is when they were still true. doing his and hers. Yes. They weren't even on Sports Center yet. Right. Jamel Hill and them will let me parlay. I did a good job on that. I get to fuck. I get to fuck with Bomani Jones. I do a yep. good job with that. They put me on Sports Nation. So I'm the dude bouncing around. Oh, Sports Nation like yep. me. MLB Network like you too. You want to come do talk some baseball too? Oh, NFL Network. Not getting paid for none of this shit. None bro. of it. You're not getting paid for nothing. These they're a news outlet, so they don't fucking pay. <laughs> but what it essentially was, like Tracy Morgan. Like Tracy Moore had the perfect analogy. We call Saturday Night Live the Dagobah system, where he learned how to become mm. a comedy Jedi that he was <laughs> mm-hmm. after he left SNL. I see. For me, that year of just doing commentary on various sports shows prepared me for the Daily Show because sports to me, mm-hmm. it's harder than politics. It's a thousand percent harder than politics because you can't piss off the sponsors. You can't piss <laughs> off the team, the players, right. the fans. Like, there's just more potholes. There's backlash. To having a joke that doesn't get you banned. Mm. Politics, you can just talk your shit. And if people hate it, they hate it. Nobody's going <laughs> to muzzle you. But ESPN will pull you off the air in a fucking mm. commercial break. Yeah. So I'm doing all of that. And Daily Show comes up at the same time that Neil Brennan was the one who gave me the vouch to Trevor mm-hmm. to get me the audition. Around the same time, oh, they're looking for people. They don't know when they're going to do the audition. Jermaine Fowler, off the strength of Jermaine the fucking Fowler. Steve Byrne, yeah. motherfucking Sullivan and son, right. 
hey man, I'm doing this thing with Whoopi. If you wanna, you wanna play my dad, which I was kind of offended by. <laughs> You're not but that much older. I'm though. only seven years older yeah. than Jermaine. Fowler, <laughs> but my hairline is 25 yeah. years older. You than definitely. <laughs> You, I thought you were my age, and I was wrong by a million. <laughs> oh, that's and, fucked up. Sorry. Lenny's 56. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 230 now. At that time, I was 270. So Jermaine Fowler is wow. so skinny, and I was just I just looked like big black sitcom dad. Yes. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going into black sitcom dad sunset. You got me. This is what I'll do. Yep. And the sitcom didn't go. The story as it was told to me, and no one has confirmed this, and I'm too scared to ask Whoopi. <laughs> At the same time, they were considering our pilot, which was I was told was a shoe-in. It's, it, it, Jermaine Fowler plays, Whoopi Goldberg was his grandmother, and he moves back in with her mm-hmm. to get his shit together. I kind of remember this now. Gen X and an old head I know living him. together. And mm-hmm. what is texting? In my day, we had a phone book. You know, all that shit. <laughs> uh-huh. And the stories that was told to me was that The View was still trying to replace a couple uh, of co-hosts that summer, and Whoopi's contract was up, and Whoopi wouldn't re-sign with The View until they knew, until she knew who the co-host was going to be. Mm. And then ABC said, "Yeah, but we need to know what's up with this sitcom." Mm-hmm. And Whoopi was like, "Well, I can't do the sitcom until you tell me what the fuck." The view is going to be every day. Mm-hmm. And they were still in the midst of all of the negotiations. And so that is, as how it was told it to me, that's how, I, that's how it, I can't sign on for this sitcom without knowing, because the sitcom is side money for Whoopi. The view, that's her real fucking bread. Right. She's yes. fuck up a real bread. Right. So the sitcom didn't go. A month later, I auditioned for The Daily Show. I booked that bitch. I'm in New York three weeks later. <laughs> that's nice. unbelievable. That's how it but goes. Isn't that something? It is. That's I think the Whoopi goes. story is true, by the way. Right off I think rejection. That's the story right off Right off rejection, not rejection, but right off some some shit and go right into the shit. Like, that's exactly how it works. Like, because even before SNL, I was starting to get parts on TVs in different in different shows. People were putting me on, like, like a Sullivan Sun. I had a spot there. I had, yeah, you know, you I would get You did do a on, spot on Sullivan. You remember yeah. I wrestled? I had, I wrestled. Uh, I met, uh, I met. <laughs> I met, I met. And <laughs> it... I mean, you know, I would get spot. I was getting a lot of spots, and a lot of people was checking for me. But it was like not getting SNL made me get SNL. Mm. Yeah, like so it, well, it you was, know, I auditioned for Daily Show in '07 and didn't get that shit. Interesting. I fucking, it was terrible. I shouldn't. <laughs> well, it's a tough. You know, I don't know what the auditions like, but I mean, I can't think of anybody whose resume would speak Daily Show more than yours. I mean, journalism mm-hmm. background. Obviously, what you yep. just told me about, you know, doing that. But you have, like, you know, your dad's background. You've been a radio host. It sort of yeah. lends itself to My pops did radio. But my pops wasn't cracking them jokes, though. That right. motherfucker was all hardcore, hardcore commentary. I'm telling you about these Yeah, folks. but that's where you got, but that's but where that's you got where you, that from, though. You pick it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah a little bit of it, yeah. So my it's, daddy it's didn't your pay blood, taxes, though. Exactly. My daddy was like, he really didn't fuck with the government. He's like, I ain't sending y'all <laughs> shit. The black man right to vote expires <laughs> in 2020. Like, he knew all How the did, statues yo, and, and shit. And yeah. Ian told me, Ian told me to tell you, he was like, man, that sketch that we did, oh, my God, it was so fucking fun. Oh, guess my aunt. My aunt, love, she said, when you said O.J. Simpson, she's like, I thought I was going to pass. <laughs> yeah, Herschel Walker looked like O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's. I think it's combined all of your skills into the perfect skill, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's weird because I grew up not wanting to be like my father. Because he's mm, like a radio that. legend. We all do. In Birmingham. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, his comments, like, you know, my dad was embedded. Like, he volunteered to go to Vietnam to be embedded with black platoons. Yep. yep. 
getting shot at My by snipers in South Africa. Like just every civil rights event you can name from the 60s until he died so in 95 crazy. my father was present physically with a tape recorder how does how does you yeah, how does that shape so your world view crazy. do you have a huge distrust yeah. of everybody and do you have the especially tapes? white people do you have the tapes too? <laughs> i had a lot of those tapes my brother got them you know I'm actually going to Birmingham in a couple of weeks and we're going to start trying to digitize some of this wow. shit. Yeah, There's a lot of what you, just and you about should make still it prevalent you should you should do a documentary dude that shit sure. could be really that that's like facts right there. You know what yeah. I mean? That like that could be something really. The the thing that the thing that being around my dad because like when I got my learner's permit, I used to drive him to all his speaking engagements on the weekends. So I'd be posted up with him at some black college or black church, and he would. My dad just did not trust government. Government, like mm -hmm. Democrat and Republican. But what black dad did? Yeah, dude. What my dad was the like, f like fuck the man. Like my dad would not work. My but oh my god! After he left KJLH, he was like, fuck the man. I'm not gonna work for the man. I'm not fucking paying him. Like they all yeah. were like, that. especially was he in the military? Because my dad was in the military and he really was just like hardcore. Like none of my fucking kids will be in the motherfucking military. My like, dad got that, that from being embedded in Vietnam. Mm. That's yeah, where he my, got my that. Dad, well, my dad went to Vietnam and to Korea. He went back twice, and my uncle went back three times. So they was just mm -hmm. more like, like, yeah, fuck this motherfucker. Like you fight for this country, these motherfuckers on. Like it, it was embedded that shit. So like, yeah. I feel like that documentary would fucking go, at, like far. You're soon. in the right time for it for sure. Yeah, I mean, but we, yeah. we would wake up. Like my dad is the person we would get up on Sunday mornings and he would watch CBS Sunday mornings, Charles Corral and all mm -hmm. of that shit. I could watch football and then we would watch 60 Minutes. It's the only thing we did yep, as a 60 family. 60 Minutes. Yeah. 60 Minutes. We watched CBS yep, Sunday mornings. We always <laughs> and we watched, and we watched. What the fuck is up? Because I swear we did the same thing. I used to hate that talking, that ticket clock. Yeah. I used Gina to be like, that. and my dad oh, would just I yell at the TV, yeah. whatever <laughs> interview. Yeah. That's not true, motherfucker. That's <laughs> no, the real reason policies in place. <laughs> and you know what, Roy, whenever, when I went to SNL, how they used to worship Ronald Reagan, and the first time they said it, I was like, you talking about Reaganomics? Yeah, crack. Reagan don't like the, yo, Reagan don't like black people. And my dad used to say that shit out there. What the yeah. fuck is Reagan? Oh my yo, god. My pops, my pops That's so took crazy. me my one of my first memories was 84, Jesse Jackson Democratic primary in Birmingham mm. at the Batwell Auditorium. My pops like went backstage to interview Jesse Jackson oh, wow. and this band is going. Wow. Now my dad erroneously was confident that Jesse Jackson was going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse got fucking washed. <laughs> 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 fucking Michael hey, Dukakis dad. came in and said, get the fuck out of here, Jesse. Man, I remember Dukakis <laughs> too. It was like, Dukakis? We don't want no fucking man named Dukakis. by a boring man. My daddy just kept oh, saying, my God. you don't put Duke in the White House, you put Duke in yeah, I'm Roy Wood. Like, my dad was one of them jive, flip the word ass motherfuckers. Oh man! So oh, are you still? Fuck. So you you're still immersed in the news? Like every day? Do you ever want to just shut it off? Yeah, I try. I, you know what I, I do? I try to watch local news. Yeah, that's like my that's my palate cleanser. Because <laughs> at least it's local so news, you're gonna get a fucking animal or a recipe. Right. You're gonna get something. That breaks it. Cable news is just, it's all going to end it's just tomorrow. It's all bad. Yeah. It's all bad. Do you, is there any one story in your, and I guess it can go back to child, that one story that really just, just eats at you? Like you remember this story and it just keeps annoying you oh, over the years. Fuck. Damn, that's a good question. 
I'll tell I'll tell you something I did that I shouldn't have done during the beginning of the Gulf War under Bush. <laughs> I had so so the radio station we had a separate computer that was just dedicated to just downloading illegal shit, right? Just like whatever track, whatever the hot new track was that our program director was taking too long to give us to put in the system, we would go to the production room, download that shit, and just play it that day. Oh, man. Like, that's how we broke music. Because wow. we didn't want to deal with the bureaucracy of the front office. Now, the same website was basically a portal into the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> And so you could just download a ludicrous track, and right next to that would just be Al-Qaeda beheading. <laughs> just uh, wild yeah. shit. Just wild, unruly shit. Yeah. Just all in one long fucking folder. And I fucked around and clicked on some fuck Like, the troop footage, like just like handicam uh, footage that troops yep. would have when they're in war. Yep. So I've, I've watched firefights. At five thirty in the morning for no reason, yeah. and then fucked around and clicked on some of these crazy like tapes that they found from Al Qaeda office, just wild fucking shit, bro. And <laughs> it's I cannot like respect war, like it's fucking. It's, it's insane. So anytime the idea of war, war and conflict and shooting and let's send more troops over there, do you? Do you it's really insane, have right? to fucking send more I'm troops? I'm big anti-war, yeah. It's I'm, crazy. Wow. It's not fucking cool, bro. And like, that's the type of shit where I really start to, I don't know, kind of get stuck on, you know, in terms of like the things that like really get me down where I can't mm -hmm. quite find a joke about it. It's mm -hmm. that shit. Do you find the, mm -hmm. the comedy part of this cathartic? You know what I mean? Like, um... Your dad was all, you know, all the, I'm trying to figure out where the comedy came from. You know, like, did you just, is that the rebellion against your dad's seriousness of everything he took? You know, like. Yeah, I mean. Like, I, why comedy? I grew up as my mom's only child. I have a bunch of half siblings, but I grew up alone. So there's the attention thing. But then yeah. also my mom is an educator. You know, she's 40 years, yeah. 40, 50 years in the classroom. So intelligence was stress, but I was also a very goofy child. So then I just figured <laughs> mm, out a way to just kind of combine them. To That's combine cool. them together. Yeah. yeah. How cool is yeah, that? Man. All right, yeah. we got time for one more question. Uh, Les, can I, can I ask him? Yes. All right. Do you want to host the Daily Show, Roy? The million dollar question. You got all these guys coming in. Leslie came in and did a week. Chelsea Leslie Handless and then amazing. Hmm? Leslie did amazing. Leslie was amazing. But well, Thank you so much. I mean, you're going to get a shot at it in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to take an honest fucking crack sure. at that shit. For sure. You know, if yeah. they, if they yeah. ask, I what the fuck I look like saying no. <laughs> That's true. You know, but like, but it just goes back to what you said earlier about you just bust your ass. Yeah. You do good work and you'll land somewhere doing something. So mm -hmm. I don't know what that's going to be because I don't know what their vision is. For the right. network. I mean, the, True. The, the, you could also be in a world where they may just spin. Did you see where they're spinning off Yellowstone eight different ways? They're sp spinning off Dexter yep. eight different ways. These are all Paramount Plus properties. Yes. Showtime, mm -hmm. Paramount, fucking, the, 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 at midnight is coming mm -hmm. back in Gordon's time. Motherfucker, it might be eight new daily shows this <laughs> fall. It's true. So let me go on and take the, take the, the chair serious. Yep. 
And then whatever's for me will, will come from that. You know, I'm not locked and in. That's on, really I must host this. No, no, but I'm saying yeah. like, is, is the, you, obviously you'll take a great shot at it, but it is something that you are interested in rather than, okay, maybe I'll stay a correspondent, go on the road, you know, go do my hours, no, do, do, that. do a different project, acting. Okay. No, I would, I would, I would, I would seriously want to be considered for the chair. If the, if the option is there, I want to be considered for it. So I need to go in there and do a good job. But if I'm not, if they go, oh, that's not right. Well, then I'm right for something somewhere. I've done okay mm -hmm. yep. this far, so oh, I'm not worried about that. I think that. you'll be okay, Roy. It's going well. Yeah, I think we'll see. <laughs> I've opened for people who, and I'm gonna be one of them bitter road acts. Listen, uh, <laughs> you'll see me in ten years. Yeah, I used to work with that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be the shit. No, Fuck that's who I'm gonna be. Well, we had him on a show once. I, can't, oh. I can't say it's so many comics names I can't say. I opened for this one motherfucker. And I'm talking to I'm I'm featuring. I'm talking to the MC and we're talking about yeah. I'm gonna make my audition tape for Montreal and I don't know what are you gonna do? What are you gonna wear? And then just the headliner just under his breath without even looking up at us. Nothing wrong with having dreams. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. This business Ew. really is swimming through the mud and trying to get, you know, like Andy oh, Dufresne and Shawshank. Oh, oh, yeah. He was he was not a happy person. He no. ended up getting fired. He got demoted to feature between shows. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. The, yeah, I've been on. I've been in the, I've been on them shows. I've been the person that's demoted people before. I've been <laughs> Yeah, listen, uh, uh, Leslie's bringing too much heat and you can't no, Real talk, out. son. Like, yeah, yo, like happened. son, you can't not follow her seriously we're gonna have to put her you're gonna have to go before her because yep. that's this is it's not working, not working out, out. Yep. i i learned i learned from veterans too don't get like uh who was a dc dc curry we was on the show uh, i was on the show with dc curry and i had never seen nobody do this before he was like you do not walk on stage without your money don't walk on your stage he said you can't repossess your jokes i had never and i was like well, shit what you gonna do so Shut. these motherfuckers you, you know you know how the dope dealers you know put on a show and they don't fucking take the the time to really promote it because they just think motherfuckers are going to come out yeah, and or they take the pre-sale money and buy dope yeah. and they ain't flip the yeah. dope in time to and pay you from the... they flip the dope in yeah. time to pay you for their shit. So th these motherfuckers did not have all of DC's money and he sat there in his fur coat in the back while motherfuckers was waiting and, and then the promoters came over to me and they was like, yo, will you go back out? And DC was like, nah, you going to pay her twice? And I was, nice. and in my head, I was like, I would have went out. I would, I would have went out. You know, I'm just like trying to be cool. He was like, No, nah, no, nah, you don't go on fucking stage without your money. Them motherfuckers got his money, and yeah. then he walked out on stage and then proceeded to talk shit about the motherfuckers <laughs> for twenty minutes. Like these niggas didn't have my money, and whoop, whoop, they whoop, and it was like so good. It was so good. Well, there was one. Um, there was one like that in. Um, in Knoxville, and the headliner, his brother, we not tell y'all fair, ain't gonna pocket watch. But, uh, <laughs> the count was off the mm. first show. Because, you know, these promoters, they'll add chairs to the room yep. and say you didn't sell mm -hmm. out the room. Yep. And so yep. the second show, they did the count, and he said, now pay me before I go on stage. If mm. this is gonna be a disagreement about the count, let's have that disagreement now. now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he stayed in the limo. Mm -hmm. It was like, Thirty minutes, thirty extra minutes. Yeah, fuck to the show. that, yeah. man! You would you would not believe how many promoters this. Oh yeah. God, I, how many? Oh my God, how many times I've showed up performing and not got paid? You just thought you, it happens so much. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 
And it still happens, you know, even more so now, you know, with the young Yeah, because you can get away with a lot. Yeah, you can get yeah, away with that's, a lot. That's the only thing that really makes me sad about stand-up is that I feel like the generation of comics who can sell enough tickets at a venue, yep. you're still playing venues that treat the openers like shit, or the open <laughs> mm -hmm. micers like shit. Mm -hmm. that's like once I once I get all my money and I'm stable and my son is straight I'm gonna wage war against a lot of these venues <laughs> that well, don't yeah it's, we should be you know I don't, I'm I just not gonna play your Oakland. club I'll play the shit across the street to spite you because I heard what you did on a Tuesday night to 10 open and didn't pay so and so yo I remember so, Corey Holcomb coming out to LA and was telling us why the fuck is you performing at these clubs doing headline spots and not getting paid at all like you know in New York when you go to New York you get paid for your spots you get 75 to 100 dollars for your spot not out here in LA you get like 15 dollars at, at the com you know yeah. it's 15 25 maybe 50 like if you go to Long Beach, maybe you might get like 125. Like it's you really kind of some shit. For it too. Yeah. And because they will give it to you in a check, so you gotta wait. You gotta wait. You know. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's like it's like fucked up. Like Corey was like trying to really like wage war, but it's like out here they feel like if they get up on stage, somebody famous is gonna be in there. Somebody gonna make you famous, and it's something that we should have stood up because these comic these clubs can't have shows without the comics. Yeah. I used to tell the club owner all the time, I was like, if the comics really decided to not come to your club, you don't have a show. Why are you treating us like shit? And, and I used to always be the one that'd be like, why is a woman not on the show? I would see a fire and I'd be like, why is a woman not on the show? And I remember your your friends, which I say off air too, would give me such a hard time. Oh, Leslie, you just want to get booked. And I'd be like, I'm booked, motherfucker. But there's four females over here that can do just what I do. Yep. And fucking you're not booking them. Yeah, you know I, it's it was it's a lot of shit that needs to change. Yeah, I just don't think the unity within comedy is it's it's gonna be tough. I mean, because that hundred dollars yep. we get in New York that came from a huge fight. fucking fight. Yeah, a huge fight. They, they still had didn't to, get a union, and they, but no. they did it. But they still, but y'all still stuck together and did something. It's like that's so true. That will never I mean, happen you again. Remember, that was there. You, you remember though, but, and see, and that's so sad because they can book another comic. They can still book their show to yeah. show won't be as good but they'll still have some comics but you remember everybody uh, did that for Comic View too to get paid more Strike Year yeah Lester Berry hosted yep. the Strike Year they were paying 250 and then got everybody up to a thousand sag, sag yep. after minimum so you can stop buying that baby oil and get you a <laughs> and, real and, and goddamn stop, jewelry. Like, Cause you go do Laugh Palooza, you go do BET, you gonna be sleeping on somebody's couch I don't know how many comics I had sleeping in my house when we was doing when they was doing BET yep, yep. Well, well, I love y'all yeah. man Hey, I thank do. you so much. I appreciate y'all. That was good. I mean, you've been through it, and um, I think you'll be all right, Roy. Sounds like you get along with people well, and you got a lot of talent. Yeah, I think that's You're going to get fault. the job you want. Maybe I need to be an asshole. I <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah, I tell Libby that all the time. Don't, don't do it. Person. Don't do it, Roy. Don't do it. I'm going to get this nice shit one more year, Lenny, and then I'm going right. to not know y'all. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll put you on a, a very long list of people who decided not to know anymore. <laughs> we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. Thanks to Roy Wood for coming in. But now it's time for What the Fuck Y'all Want. What do you, what the fuck, what the fuck do you want? 
This is where we listen to your listener questions. Um, if you want to send us a question, go to fckrypodcast at gmail.com. That's fuckerypodcast at gmail.com. Send us anything. Record it. Send it. Fake. Use a fake name, possibly. That'll help. But we'll answer any questions you may have about love or any advice you may need. Leslie loves this stuff. All right, let's get to our first question. This is from Leanna. Absolutely love the show. Got word of it when Leslie mentioned it on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. See, Leslie, that's why you do that shit. Leslie, you say all the things I wish I could say out loud. Lenny, you're the perfect balance to Leslie's fierceness and comedic talent. That kind of hurt. I cried laughing. No, but I told you. I told you that's what it was going to be. I cried laughing listening to you both. Keep doing what you do. It's needed after coming out of the last three to four years of fuckery. Thank you for all that at the top, Leanna. And let's get to your question. Okay, Leslie, I'm a retired Army officer. She's Latina. And during my last 11 years serving on active duty, I met and married a man, a love of my life, a Caucasian man who is in his own right, equally successful and educated. He left everything to follow me for my career, but every duty station he chose to find work. This put extra stress on him. And every time we moved in 11 years, we moved nine times. Added to this, we have an amazing sons, which created challenges with childcare when I had to deploy or go to field problems for weeks at a time. Once we were gearing up to retire, I sent them to our city state where we wanted to live to set up our lives as I used to do prior to moving our family. Originally, I would go first, set up housing and childcare as I was the military member, but this time he wanted to do it. Once there, he started hanging out with people he knew in high school, which I never met, never talked about in the years of dating or marriage. He began shortening our phone FaceTime conversations or not even consulting on me on his decisions as he's spending tons of money and taking out cash. To put things in perspective, in a month, he spent over 7000 on hanging out. In order to protect my family's savings, I cut him off and locked his accounts and pleaded with him to return to our home when I was stationed to work things out and see what was going on. Here's my question. Once in counseling, my husband proceeded to say I marginalized him in our marriage and I chose army over him all the time. And he felt that the rank and positions I obtained due to my professional service were largely due to him and he deserved more recognition. Who's fucked up, me or him? But here's the weird part, Leslie. It says, we are still together. We worked it out after much counseling and retired, retiring reduced, dramas- reduced tremendous stress off of him moving all the time. I've been able to handle change and seamlessly transition to civilian life as did our sons. So she left the army, I guess. So, and they worked out their marriage. I'm not sure why she wants to go back and rehash this. Is it me? I, 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 what? Okay. So then she didn't get over, she ain't over it then. She's like, who fucked up me or him? I'm like, it, 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 is he still is he still like telling her he fucked her life up or is it like I you That's owe it. me this? I mean, is he still making it if he's still making her feel like this, neither one of y'all are are healed. And then the fact that you need to bring this back up, y- y'all need yes. to talk to each other. Cause to me, this is what it sounds it sounds like to me that and, and and let me tell you something, man. Let me let me let me just say this before I fucking say this. Is like, you know, when you motherfuckers get this type of attitude of like, you know, she, she it didn't sound like she was fucking a whole bunch of men that's the reason why she was missing at home she was literally in the service she was literally making some fucking money if the roles was reversed you would want her to be what you're doing right now so i'm i'm what upsets me the most
most is that y'all want these independent women. Y'all say you want an independent woman, but that's not what you want. You want a dumbass bitch that's going to sit at home and let you do what the fuck you want. Now, now to me, you done made all these, these sacrifices, you done did all this, and then ain't open your fucking mouth. So in, at one time, did you say, hey, I have a problem with, with this arrangement? Did you let her know? Like, I mean, it's just like, so now that you get, you want to get, get to a city and then show your fucking ass and spend all the money that, that she worked hard to make, because I'm pretty sure she had made most of this fucking money. It, it just, this is when I go back to therapy. This is when I go back to fucking therapy. Take your motherfucking ass to a therapist or either fucking talk to you or either open up your motherfucking mouth and 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 communicate. So, and I would say to her, why, okay, if y'all went to counseling and worked all of this out, what is this question for? Yeah, exactly. That's my thing What is thing this here. question for? I don't know. You yeah, know. We don't have his side of this and nor should we. Yeah. But you already went to counseling. So if you're happy in your marriage so, now, what is the problem? Like who fucked up? Um, and because y'all yeah. must still be arguing about who fucked up. Y'all must still be having you know conversations about well you know the reason we had to go to counseling is because so and so so and so and then so if y'all still having those things either y'all gonna get over this bullshit or you're gonna fucking leave each other yeah real talk because like it's it you need to ask him the straight question like do you 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 ready to go is you ready to go because it sounds like you ready to go you you ready to go have your life i'm sorry that i kept you down when you could have left at any time I, i'm thinking that he could have left at any time she got a fucking job yeah, it's either get over it or split up. I mean, that's or get weird. the fuck out. Like, yeah. like, like, why or, is you still bringing this question up? Y'all still arguing about it? That's that's. I would need more details. Yeah, to the, stay in therapy, work to, on your marriage. It sounds like exactly. if you still like, you're if you still into it. If you, if you, if you can agree you, yeah, on your lives, you, exactly. go forward. Don't are go you, back. Are you still in love with each other? If you're still in love with each other, what this? What the fuck is this question? Yeah. I don't know. I I see every time I hear this type of shit, it make me go. I don't want a fucking relationship. I don't want that shit. <laughs> shit is stupid. I mean, I definitely. I don't know. This, this is an in-house argument. This isn't like it just. You know, it just sounds like it just sounds like no communication is being. So he's doing all this moving and not one time. Did I mean? Because I would have to ask you. Did one time did he say, "Hey, this is this is a fucking lot. Like yeah. this is a fucking lot. Like I'm 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 giving up my life." Has he? I mean, because this is what I'm. We moved nine times in 11 years. Come on, let's not do that anymore. I mean, obviously yeah, it looked yeah. like that happened. It's just like it took a long time to get there. So And then, then you, you moved to a city. Out? You he, The reason he wanted to go move that city because obviously he knew some people. So he wanted to go. He, I, the, all these cities that you move into, uh, you got to think about like you moving kids, you moving your husband too. He ain't got no friends and shit, you know. I mean, think both sides. So both like sides. why is why is this question still coming up? Yeah. You know, I, w- I would love to hear both sides. Yeah, exactly. Work it out. And I'm and no, 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 no disrespect to you, Leanne. I'm not trying to disrespect you. I just don't think I, ha- I hear another. A- uh, no- I don't hear enough in this explanation to understand why you still asking this question. I, that's the thing. So stay in therapy. Move on because yep. you shouldn't be asking this anymore if everything is OK now. What do you care? Right. What happened in the past? It's over. Um, move yeah. forward, people. We say that all the time. You're going to get stuck. And you don't want to get stuck Move in the past. Move forward, especially since y'all done retired and shit. Make the next half of your life better. Yeah, I mean, fuck. Exactly. All right, let's do the next one. This comes from okay. Sean Eric Jones, who sent us a voice memo. All right, hit it. Oh, Lord. Oh, this is Sean Eric Jones from Nevada, Missouri. Oh, God. I know that <laughs> no matter how much you like somebody, that there's always something that will chap your ass that the other one does. I'm wondering for you guys, what is that? What chaps your ass, Leslie, about what Lenny does and what chaps Lenny's ass that you do? 
First of basically, all, I just want to know about the ass chapping, basically. <laughs> first of all, who first, what what chaps y'all's ass? <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, just having a great, great <laughs> podcast that just helps me get through the day, and 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 for always making making me smile while I'm at work. <laughs> and Leslie, hey, my last name's Jones. We could be related. No, we're not. So we're not fucking related, Sean. To the next family reunion. God damn it! You God damn it, Sean! I'll fight your motherfucking ass. First of all. Nobody should be saying chapped uh, ass that many times, Sean. <laughs> what and about Missouri? don't Mizura? ever say my name again. I like the way he says Missouri. Oh, my God. I want to I fight him so bad. There's an eye what there. Talking about what? Okay, wait a minute. Chaps I at What, what, uh, what like, irritates? Yeah, what irritates you, me about you and what irritates you about for me? I'll go first. Okay. Oh, I'm perfect. God. You got oh, nothing. I'll go first. Wow. Wow. I'll oh, I didn't go know first. if you were thinking. Wow. I'm going to let like you Like, you have a lot of choice. You have a lot of choices, you bitch-ass <laughs> motherfucker. Go ahead and say what the fuck you got to say. Nothing. So I can argue with you. No, no, no. This is what I... We, I say this to you all the time. It, it, we use the Godfather analogy all the time. Be oh, Michael, yeah. not Sonny. That's it. That's my... That's We talk about that. So if there's something else... But, 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 but you know why I'll be Sonny. So yeah, what the fuck? Sonny, but, you know... Fucking bitch-ass. Fuck off. I'll be who the fuck I want to. If I want to be Fredo, I'll be Fredo. <laughs> yeah, don't be Fredo. What chats my ass is that because he's always telling me. What chats my ass, Sean, is that he's always telling me to fucking be Michael. <laughs> when fucking Sonny needs to be a present sometimes. I had no idea Fredo was an option. Just do something stupid. Be Fredo. Fredo is, no, Fredo is vulnerable. Fredo is the vulnerable part of it. Yes, and I already explained to you that these three brothers were were three parts of the Godfather. We've went through this, Lenny. <laughs> We've went through this. By the way, the reason, like, there's one thing, Sean Eric Jones, um, you're being an instigator, okay? We don't like that yeah. here. That's Sean Eric Jones from up. Missouri. Yeah. From Missouri, yeah. which, let me tell you, Sean, they fucking hate when you say Missouri, yep. okay? Every time that comes out your mouth, somebody from Missouri wants to stomp the shit out of you in the parking lot, okay? So say Missouri, Get okay? him, Sonny. Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for fucking enjoying our show, sir. <laughs> Ah, that's, so <laughs> that's exactly how you want to handle it. Perfect. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Oh man. Oh my god. Thanks to so Roy fun. for coming on the show. Um, and we'll be right back with the fuckery of the week right after this. All right, now it's time for the fuckery of the week. I like the horn section. You see that? You see that? You see that? (laughs) You want to go first? Yes, I'm going to go first. Okay, so in uh, tribute to Valentine's Day, my fuckery of the week is dating sites. I I fucking hate you. (laughs) I fucking hate you so fucking much. Do we have the love No one ever. No, no. No one ever matches with my profile. And I put some really good pictures up there. No one ever does. No one ever matches. And then the matches that I do get, they're creepy. Okay? They're fucking creepy. And I just want to say, is every man on every one of these apps, are y'all all broken? Are you all fucking terrible fucking bachelors that got to get their life together? Are you all snivering children who don't know how to take rejection? Are you all 
dickless fucks <laughs> who come on to gaslight women. Are you all this? So why do why do I go on Raya so I can see a motherfucker like who, I don't want to see Jeffrey Ross. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want him to come up on my fucking feet. I don't want Jeffrey Ross to come up on my fucking feet. I don't want I don't want some I don't I don't want that. Sorry. I don't want that. I'm I don't want that. Okay? So I so I want the all the dating sites to suck my fucking dick. Okay? Suck it, okay? Because you suck and you make us spend money for these hopes and dreams of these beautiful... Now, there's some beautiful pictures of men that come up, but they would never match with me. Never. Go fuck yourself, dating sites. Go fuck you real hard. Love exciting and new. Come aboard. And that's Les Dog. We're rejecting Raya. you. <laughs> oh my you want to get rejected? Go to a goddamn dating site. Uh, happy Valentine's Day. I like it. All right. Well, the Christians did it again, Leslie. They created another holiday after one of them, their quote exactly. unquote saints, that 1,500 years later cost this Jew money. Do you know how much shit I buy my wife? I take the trip to L.A. I buy her stuff because she watches the kid for a week. I go on the road. I make sure I buy her stuff. Christmas, too much stuff. Hanukkah, just stuff to include her. Mother's Day, of course, you got to do that. There aren't enough gifts for that. Her birthday, which is 10 days after Valentine's Day. Even you get her stuff, Leslie. How much shit does she need? Her half birthday. Her half birthday. This tradition, and it's psycho, do not get me started. The question is, what month don't I get her stuff? It's a long way off to sweet, sweet, boring August. Fuck. Thank God she's not black, or I'm sure I'd have to buy her a Black History Month gift. And Lord knows yes, Lord know what that would look like. Happy Black History Month, honey. I got you this. I have a dream tote bag. Cute, right? <laughs> anyway, thanks for the fuckery, St. Valentine's. <laughs> oh, Lenny, just write her a poem, and I'm sure she'll love it. Ugh, okay, fine. This one's for my wife. Roses are red. Ro sorry. Roses make you sleaze. Chocolates make you fat. I'll just give you my heart and some dick. Happy Valentine's <laughs> Day, baby! That did not rhyme, bitch! That did not rhyme! Uh, fucking Gina should get a prize just being with your dumb ass. You fucking idiot. Uh, that's from my act. I do all these Wait poems. Wait a minute, her birthday's coming up? Yeah, the birthday's 23rd. February oh, 23rd. Oh, man, please remind me. So I can, uh, what, what she I doesn't I need anything. Well, did you listen to that shit? She doesn't need anything. She All should she get gets is gifts. No more shit. No more what shit. What should I get her? Get her a sandwich. She needs to eat something. She's too skinny. Yeah, she does. Maybe I'll get her a gift card to a food place. Fuck her up. Great. Anything but salad, I beg of you. Oh, that was a fun show. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. That's, thank you for listening to The Fuckery. Just remember, any photos, links to this episode will be posted at Fuckery Podcast on Instagram. That's spelled F-C-K-R-Y, podcast on all platforms. Send us your listener questions to fuckerypodcast at gmail.com. Letters and voicemail. Letters and voice memos are welcome. If you want to follow me, I'm at Lenny Marcus NYC on all platforms. Follow Leslie at Lesdog. That's L E S D O G G G on Twitter, four G's on Instagram, and five G's on TikTok. Why, Leslie? Because I'm a motherfucking J. 
She is. She is a G. The fuckery of Leslie Jones and Lenny Marcus was created and stars Leslie Jones and Lenny Marcus. The show is produced by Judith Cargbo. Filling in for our audio engineer, Jordan Duffy, is Abby Aguilar in Los Angeles. Our New York City audio engineer and board operator is Dan Spaventa. Our production coordinator is Abby Aguilar. Dual role this week. I love it. Music for this show is done by Marina Pais. This is a Valentine's Day Earwolf production. Sicka, 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 because the wolf has ears. <laughs>